Yo, 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 we appreciate you taking the time to check out the Bro Talk Live podcast. Now, listen, we need your help. We want to get to as many people as possible, so we need you to tell everyone you know about our podcast. There's bigger things we want to do, and we can't get there without your help. Now, the easiest thing you can do is share this episode to your social media channel. We can do Instagram, we can do Twitter, we can do Snapchat, anything you want to do. We'd also appreciate it, though, if you leave us a rating on iTunes. And lastly, subscribe to the show on our YouTube channel. Head over to brotalklive.com to get connected to everything dealing with the bros. We're brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. Welcome to another edition of Bro Talk Live, the best show on the internet for us, by us. My name is Jason. Let's kick it over to my main man, Dex. What up, bro? Dex, the one here. You guys know how I always start off with like a little story or a little excerpt from what I've noticed. I have to say, like, obviously this is not something that like applies to me personally, but I've seen it a lot. And I'm so proud of it. I'm so excited about it. This Rihanna um, beauty line. Like the fact that like all these girls, there are girls who I know who don't even wear makeup. I don't even post about makeup that are talking about this. And to me, like, that's like so powerful. And like, I watched the Hip Hop Awards yesterday and like, it's just something so special about being black. Like it, and I don't mean to alienate anybody else. I really don't, but like just watching that and just seeing like black culture at its finest, like- All culture matters. I don't care about nobody else's culture. Like I'm, we're talking about black culture right now, but like just watching it, like our history is so disturbing when you really think about it. But to see like us overcome so much and just like something as small as a makeup line is like legit making history. And I'm just proud. Like I'm like this, like Black History Month came early and I love it. I'm here for Dex, it. Um, Dex also spoke these same opinions on Twitter and he got over 10 retweets for it. So you saw me on Twitter. That's why he decided um, to air the rest of it out on the show to see if he can get some more support for this tweet. So shout out to you, Dex. Dex, you going to get the makeup? I'm trying to get a platform out here. I'm trying to be D-Ray. Yeah, Dex, did you um have you tried any of the makeup? Bitch, like <laughs> Ty, what up? I mean, things about <laughs> us being late. He always has a ten minute introduction of himself. When you just say, "How are you, Dex?" He says, "I'm fine," and we can move on. Girl, like, look at you. Right now, you're spending more time talking about me. And you need more air time. And you need more air time. Like, you didn't just take 10 minutes. But I'm I'm doing quite well. I'm happy to see Dex drinking his water and uh, having his life together. (laughs) Bill, how are you? You know, for a while. (laughs) Uh, I think I can say I am the person on this panel with the least... Uh, lengthy inter, uh, introduction, so I'm no I'm clearly not. <laughs> Is your laptop I, still lost on an island somewhere? It's it's on the I I, I when I haven't had a chance to go get it. The hurricane might wipe it out. What do you mean you haven't had? You're not going to go back to an island to get a laptop. That's a done deal. What are you talking about? Islands left. Like these uh, are right. It, it, it really ain't. <laughs> that laptop might be gone because I would leave it. It probably has water damage. Move on. <laughs> okay, that, that was too soon. So, so a terrible joke. Terrible. Bro Talk Live, we're right on the mark. I apologize for Ty's insensitive comments. 
Um, if you'd like to donate, Red Cross is still accepting donations. Do not oh, say I'm sure, Red Cross. I'm about to say, I'm sure Red Cross is. They phone. built that. Let me tell you something. They they got over hand $10 million dollars and built one house in Haiti yet. Don't send them fools your money. Now, look at that. Y'all talking about me and my 10 minute intro. At least I talked about me. Y'all trashing Red Cross while they trying to help America out. Because the Red yeah, Cross Red Cross ain't nobody. Ain't helping a soul. But, uh, like, explain to me what you spend all that money on. Keeping the organization right. Red Cross stands for the blood they shed, and that's all they did. <laughs> First question. Um... <laughs> First question: Should Kevin um, have played this better? The Kevin we're talking about, as you know, I'm sure, is uh, Kevin Hart, um, and he made a revelatious, revelatious. Is that a word? A revelatious? Yeah, absolutely, it's not a word. Uh, you know that when you no. it. it sounds good. It. No, it don't. <laughs> it sounds very good. Revelatious? That sounds amazing. It really does. Like that for you. I think I'm going to get a shirt like that. It just says revelacious on it. Um, He made a revelacious statement. Don't use it again, though. (laughs) On his Instagram account um, and said the following. I'm at a place in my life where I feel like I should have a target. Well, I feel like I have a target on my back. And because of that, I should make smart decisions. And recently I did. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I am or claim to be in any way, shape or form. I made a bad error in judgment and I put myself in a bad environment where only bad things can happen, and they did. In doing that, I know that I'm going to hurt the people closest to me who I've talked to and apologized to, and that would be my wife and kids. It's a shitty moment. It's a shitty moment when you know you're wrong and there's no excuses for your wrong behavior. At the end of the day, man, I simply got to do better, but I'm also not going to allow a person to have financial gain off my mistakes. In this, in this particular situation, that's what was attempted, and I, sa- I said I'd rather fess up to my mistakes. Kevin Hart coming out alluding to the fact that um, he was unfaithful to his uh, wife, um, Iniko, who is now pregnant with their child. Um, the woman uh, who allegedly tried to, this extortion um, in the first place, TMZ, apparently caught up with her and she released the following quote, the real reason Kevin Hart orchestrated the Texas Hurricane Relief Fund, the so-called good deed, was done to get ahead as he knew this damaging footage was one click away from being exposed as the liar and the cheater he is. Kevin Hart was privy to me wanting to expose him as I have made countless attempts to expose this information to various blogs in an attempt to also get paid. Um, And according to the New York Post, she um, tried to demand $10 million from Kevin Hart um, to secure these photos and tapes and stuff that were um, ultimately released anyway. Um, the FBI is on her case. Uh, they are re- right. trying to trying to get her, uh, I guess, settled. Um, and they should settle her in a prison cell because extortion <laughs> is a federal crime. Tori Hart, um, Kevin Hart's ex-wife, um, did her little media tour. She went on Inside Edition. Um, and <laughs> you, 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 right? you like the part? Okay, let's just read what she said. Um, <laughs> She went inside edition and talked about her relationship with Kevin and how, you know, he's been a cheater and all this other stuff. And um, that she's not certain that he would cheat again, but she uh, said if it could happen to her, it could happen to anybody. She also went on Instagram, defended herself, saying, listen, I have been quiet for a long time, but I'm going to say something today. Y'all can all have your opinion about me. Y'all all. Um, I feel like that just is it's like rhetorical. Like you already said, y'all. Y'all means you all. You don't have to say y'all all. all. Y'all have y'all opinion about me, but guess what? I'm a woman who was there from day one when Kevin was selling sneakers. I have no hidden motives. What you see is what you get. I have every right to speak my piece. And here you go, Dex. If I want to do an interview to promote my brand, I have every right to do that. 
Kevin has used me in his comedy act for years, and no one seems to have a problem with that. Me and Kevin met in college in a theater arts class, and it just so happens he blew up before me. I'm a thespian who's been training for years. I'm a hardworking mom who started my natural hair care line at Heavenly Heart as a self-love gift for my daughter. I was done dirty and treated like trash, but still always kept it classy. <laughs> I had to constantly, Come on, still I ride. Come on. <laughs> I had to constantly see my kids in pictures and at events with my ex-husband and his mistress, and I still took it on the chin like a champ. I had to watch him blow up and leave me for another woman. When I held it down from the beginning, I made so many sacrifices that no one knows about, but there's only so much a person can take. So if I want to do a quick interview to promote myself, so be it. Hashtag enough is enough. Dex, what are your thoughts? Should Kevin have played this better? Well, I absolutely think Kevin Hart played this terribly. Like, I, it, mm-hmm. it's 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 almost disturbing how bad he, bad he played. Like, yeah, like it was like first off, like why do you come out and make like a, a Instagram video? <laughs> like, why do you come out and make an Instagram video to tell people that you cheated on your wife like a day before like some pictures and stuff come out? Like, to be honest with you, I feel like this is one of those situations where. Like he, it's almost like he searched for attention because like we know it's going to get out there. The media is going to see it, this, that, and the third or whatever. But like, if you've already had this discussion with your family, why are you putting it out public? Like, we're going to see the pictures. We're going to know what happened. Why are you warning us, us, the public, that pictures and stuff are coming out? We're going to see it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that part was like very sloppy. And I think when it comes to Kevin publicly, like he's just overly sloppy. Like a couple weeks ago, his ex-wife, who spoke her piece then, and his, his current wife were getting into it, like, over social media. And, like, he came out, he's like, oh, we're all just one big happy family laughing at it. Kevin, we don't believe anything that you say. What are you talking about? You guys are not one big happy family when the two women are arguing with each other. Um, as far as his ex-wife is concerned, it, to me, this is very odd. Like, why are you taking this as an opportunity for you to get like 10 minutes of like shine or whatever like this is not the time for you to come out and do an interview okay like he cheated on you last time after the photos originally came out of him like over the summer when you know those photos came out initially but apparently that was nothing though like that wasn't yeah it wasn't it wasn't anything yeah so like he recently like did this whole situation which is kind of crazy because it's like you, you basically just dodged that bullet. Like, why would you, like, months later, jump yourself in the same, like, situation? Plus, he's only been, he hasn't even been married for a full year, which is, like, insane to me that you would cheat on your wife and you haven't even been, not saying that, not saying that you have to be married for a long period of time to cheat, but, like, a year? If you aren't still happy in your marriage within a year that you have to go out and cheat, like, there's a problem. And a lot of people say that she won't leave. Which is crazy. I mean, whatever. Like, if she wants to stay, she wants to stay. But, like, to be honest with you, I really feel like he should leave. Like, he should get a divorce from his wife because, like, clearly your heart's not in it. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, Ty or Bill, any one of you have um, a take yeah. on? How come yeah, I heard I'm generally irritated by apology videos um, because you're not actually sorry. You're just trying to get ahead of your image. Like, I feel like he was almost trying to get sympathy for what he was doing. And it's pretty arrogant of you to make a video um, as if you're so important that we need to get, like that we need an explanation for why you behave in a manner in which you did. Like if you spoke to your family, I'm like with Dex 100%. Like if you spoke with your family and all this other stuff you said you did, like then just let shit hit the fan basically. Like why are you on Instagram explaining yourself to us and just you just look so stupid. You sound it didn't really so accomplish anything because she still put out the video. So I don't. She I don't. Still put the videos out. 
Like, nobody was that impressed by you. You're not like a super family man. Everybody was looking up to you. Teased on your wife. You got a new, you discarded her. You got a new wife. Like, I don't understand why you think you're somebody that we're looking up to for marriage goals anyway. Like, we're not thinking about you and the why. If you went through a third wife, you're just like another Steve Harvey. We're not thinking about you. We're not considering you for man of the year or husband of the year. You're a piece of shit husband. You probably always have been. And nobody cares. You're a, community, you're a comedian. You're funny. You put out movies that people want to watch. Like, nobody's looking to you as family goals because clearly you stuffed your other wife in the trash can and got you a new one. Like, no one's thinking about you. So you cheated on her. We don't care. Keep it moving. All right, Bill, um, Kevin Hart is someone. Do you know him, like, personally? Yes, I do, actually. You know when when he stuffed his wife in the trash can and picked up a new one? You know, well, did you know him when he was making movies or selling shoes? Yeah. Did Uh, you you know him? Um, I actually knew him when he was a child and he was selling shoes, uh, but I he was selling shoes as a child. His mother, like not as a ch- shut up and listen. Um, but I, his mom, so his mom was my supervisor at church, so I knew like his whole family. I knew his no, mom, no, I knew his dad. Not, okay, so no, I know him too. Don't try, please don't try to play me. <laughs> okay, um, but like the issue I have, current wife, sis. You were the other woman in the first relationship. You didn't think he'd do it. She's, she claims she was not the other woman. She claims but that she, she absolutely, was. She absolutely yeah. was. And as for the first wife, when like whenever she speaks, I just feel like she should just type every sentence in um, my Angelo voice. And like, she had a nice all I hear is... It's nice rhythm. You may write me down in history <laughs> with your bit of twisted lies. <laughs> You may trod me in the dirty dust, but still, like, I rise. <laughs> that was a very, very good impersonation. That was really good. Do you, like, do that for your kids? For Black History Month? I'm sorry, did what? you know her, too? <laughs> no, but I'm sure your mom did. Ooh. I think she's at all, and she doesn't perpetrate like she knows. My goodness. Muddy jokes. Crazy. Starting off like that. Right, so what you can do is shut your face. Well, Kevin Hart is actually from North Philadelphia. I'm not that far-fetched. That somebody nineteenth and eerie actually. Um, were you disappointed in the executives at the Emmy Awards? Um, the reason I asked this is because while you know black people had re- resounding success, that's a word, right? Resounding. It is a word. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> resounding success uh, at the Emmys, including uh, <laughs> Donald Glover winning uh, a couple of uh, Emmy Awards for. Atlanta, as well as Lena Waithe winning for Master of None. Um, Riz Ahmed from The Night Of also cleaned up, which, one, which was one of my favorite shows of the year. That wasn't the thing that made all the news. The thing that made all the news was when uh, Spicy came out and made his appearance um, in front Don't you of love all... that we call him Spicy? And like, that's the <laughs> thing. That, like, that, like, we call him that. Like, we named him that. I did. But like, did. for the show. Um, Melissa McCarthy, um, upon seeing Spicy, uh, had this quaint reaction, and a lot of other people had smiles and gasps and everything else. Um, He went up there and he said a few jokes mocking himself, and um, reportedly he was invited there by Stephen Colbert, which was the show's host. After the ceremony, um, 
Spicy was pictured here taking a lot of pictures with people who previously had a lot of criticism about him, including um, late night comedians uh, Stephen Colbert and James Corden. He also took a picture with LL Cool J, ladies love Cool James, and uh, the person who played Donald Trump uh, on Saturday Night Live and won an Emmy for that same night, Alec Baldwin. Um, he also took a picture with Dolly Parton, which to me is just, just strange. People had reactions to it, um, including the following. Trying to normalize Sean Spicer already? Sean Spicer really brought his behind out to the Emmys. We're living in one big sitcom, I swear. Guys, were you disappointed when you saw Sean Spicer um, at this year's Emmy Awards? Not in particular, no. I was, uh, it made me laugh. I was like, oh, come on, roll that um, thing on out Spicer. I don't see why, Sean. Why, why is he not allowed at the Emmys? Um, you had a shitty job. You tried your best to do it. It didn't work out. You quit it. We move on. Like, it's not that serious. I think it gets a little tacky when we start throwing people who were in high political positions on like award shows to make fun of like basically themselves and like the, the office of the president. president. Like nothing. I know, but like I just think it gets to a point where it's like it's people, don't take, people don't take it serious. You know they what don't. I mean? Like in the sense of, and then and then they use it for like personal gain in a sense like these are see celebrities they'll they'll mention donald trump and stuff like that and i, I like re- i really feel like that's part of the problem like you guys aren't really trying to do anything you just want to get laughs and retweets off of like jokes and stuff like that about the president like we get it <laughs> like he's not great we don't like him okay but like when i see the celebrities do it at the award shows it's corny to me it's not funny it's not entertaining it's like it's very sloppy to be honest with you and i don't like it um my thought i mean i was very like disappointed that he was on there because you spend all we spend all this time um, not only criticizing this president but criticizing the people that he put in these positions like Sean Spicy, um, who we talked about numerous times in the show for being a complete and utter idiot and a liar and a, really a bad person when it comes down to doing his job. Like he's lying to the American public each and every day, intentionally misleading people um, just to please Donald Trump. And my my whole point of it is okay, yes, you quit. You quit when it got bad for you when the mooch came and you didn't want to work for the mooch. You have a, you had a heart then, you had the backbone then to quit. Why didn't you have the backbone to quit when Donald Trump was telling you to go up on stage and lie to the American public and say things that are grossly inaccurate and deeply offensive to a lot of people? And then well, how was, not, was that him? not what he was getting paid for? Yeah, but, then, but, what he, this, but he was also getting paid to stay behind the mooch, but he quit that. And then he gets rewarded by by standing up at the Emmys and like like for me it's just like you're trash like why I don't, I don't, why, here's why, the, I don't see that I don't see that as a reward as much as I see that as like look he, he became a personality a Will. that's definitely a reward like he became a personality last night like sorry, it's, it's the same thing with Stacey Dash like she talked all this trash about black people and stuff like that then they award her by bringing her out there to like play like it's just like like these to play a character. Like, like let them let them be trash and don't give them any type of platform. Don't give them any attention at all. Because next thing you know, he'll be on Fox News and he'll be and a whole personality. He'll be a political pundit at this show. point. He'll be a talking head, and, and yeah. we have to listen to him and his crap. Like no, go away. But I mean, I think you're gonna listen to him and his crap anyway. Like these people always go on to get. But why give him? The we let right? them. Is what we're saying. Like we need to just let this trash stay in the garbage. Yeah, and so, I, why, why I, I think I think what we're going to experience is a wave of all of this foolishness happening. Until we have Donald Trump behind us, this is the type of stuff that we're going to get. Like, I'm not going to 
like, oh, Sean Spicer can't be on this and that when we have Donald Trump where he shouldn't be. Like, that's what I need to worry about. I'm, I don't care about Sean Spicer being on the Emmys. Like, that doesn't do, that doesn't do anything. What does something is Donald Trump being at all. Is it not hypocritical to have Sean Spicer on a show where you no. are repeatedly criticizing the person that he claimed we, to vouch for? Just because like you criticize somebody's point of view or, you, or something that they're doing doesn't mean that you can't um, criticize them now, but you are working with them. That doesn't mean, that you, that doesn't mean that I'm sure he got paid to go up on that stage. So he what? Paying the money for what? For what? Why? Well, I, I don't think I don't think our greatest concern should be where what Sean Spicer is doing on the Emmys. Like, who gives a rat's ass about the Emmys? Like, we can worry about Donald Trump being in office and worry about Sean Spicer not killing. I just don't things. care. Like, I just don't care about what Sean Spicer is doing. He's allowed to be on the Emmys. Um, it, it's not a big. I don't think it doesn't even make any sense. Like he's not even in movies. Like why? Why would he be up yeah. the Emmys? Like, it doesn't even. That doesn't even correlate. I, guess, I mean, the White House press for our television programs. Is that what we're calling them? Okay, yes, he should get an award for that. He should get an Emmy for for his role right, as, as an idiot press secretary. That's who you should get an Emmy for. So yes, he did belong on the Emmys. You're right. Thank you. Stupid. Um, Stupid. Should we give our <laughs> a pass? While performing no. in 2017, um, <laughs> one of our favorite legends, Mariah Carey, uh, Bill's oh, personal favorite, oh God, <laughs> was performing at the BET Hip Hop Hip Hop Honors. Yeah. Last and night. when you say performing, you mean standing there. In he means slaying the stage like she did. Yes, she did. Uh, Yahoo actually had yeah, a really changed, good. I mean, um, set changes and everything. You gonna let him get it out or no? He will. Yahoo. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo had a great description of Mariah's uh, night. <laughs> they said, quote, the best part of her honey performance was the fact that despite her inability to walk a couple of feet on her own, VH1 still wanted us to believe that a woman rappelling down the side of a building was the real Mariah Carey. We're not exaggerating when we say the real Mariah couldn't make any movements without being assisted by two of her backup dancers. After all of her standing, Mariah needed to take a break. So she sat down for a minute on a golden jet ski and then took a ride in a golden helicopter. Um, (laughs) uh, This is video. Um, Do I have video? Yeah, here goes the video of Mariah scaling down that wall, allegedly. And they wanted us to believe. double scaling down that wall. (laughs) They wanted us to believe that was Mariah. Mariah ain't ever moved that fast. Not reactions ever. are below. Um, the first one is actually how exactly how I would have said it. Now Mariah know good and damn well she did not repel down that damn wall. Um, number two, am I supposed to believe that Mariah Carey scaled down that wall, but she can't walk up the stairs? <laughs> and last but not least, Mariah Carey does what she wants, and you do what you can about it, which is nothing. Very well said. Um, also, Little Cam was also at the BET uh, Hip Hop Honors, and uh, she unveiled some of her newest dance moves to the public. Um, Those are not new. <laughs> Those are the same was, old. <laughs> someone said it looked like she was playing with a dog. <laughs> you know how you tease dogs? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she also got some less than favorable feedback on the internet. Uh, should... Uh, legends get a pass when they're still performing um, into 2017 because they really don't have to at this point, right? Like me, if I were a legend and I were like really good at something, like I wouldn't try. If I was really good at something at one point and I know that I'm no longer really good at that thing, I'm not going to get out there and try to do it if I have a bad reputation, if I have a good reputation for being able to do it. 
Like, so it's almost foolish of you to continue performing. There are plenty of people who no longer have their talent like they used to, who just went ahead and sat down somewhere as some of these people should do. You don't get a pass. Like if you can't still, if you can't perform well anymore, then you need to stop doing it. Like that, that's that simple. Like Um, that's enough. Here's the thing though. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoy watching Mariah Carey. Yeah, but as a fool, I get, but when she came out, <laughs> like you didn't, you didn't enjoy her as a fool. You were like, "Wow, you were impressed by her talent." Now, well, I was impressed because she had perfect down the wall, and she bounced her big behind on stage and all kinds of other crazy. Well, like you don't, you're done, Mariah. Like this, relax. What Im- What impressed me about Mariah Carey was that she had perfect pitch in eight octaves. That's what impressed me. Okay, Mariah Carey last night, she actually sang live. Um, she didn't move much, uh, which is how you know she sang live. That she didn't do much movement at all. Um, Lil Kim, I mean, she rapped her verse like she. And gave she gave us a little dance number, a little one-two step. She, and she, she gave us that little number from the video. Like I don't, I don't know what more you want. I, listen, anybody, if anybody can come up with a catalog that Mariah Carey has. You won't. You'll be hard. I mean, but at least little Kim gives maximum effort. Like she does. She, and I mean, wow, like, she actually moved. She did. She did. I mean, but I would like to see a little more effort from Mariah Carey. I mean, granted, she is Mariah Carey, and I mean, Mariah acts like her period. ankles are like shot. Like she has bad knees. Like she cannot walk by herself. Like I don't. I, I, I can't tell you the last time I saw Mariah Carey actually walk by herself. I can't either. She probably gets. She's used to being carried places. That's that's the problem. She's been roaming around here like she's the queen of the Nile. <laughs> Dex, uh, I don't know. I have mixed reviews on this. Like, very mixed reviews because on one hand, it's kind of like when, when you know if you're past your prime, like, you really should give it up because, like, come on, like, why are you doing this? But then on the other hand, like, people who grow up, like, listening to these people, seeing these people, like, yeah, they're not doing it the way you want them to, but, like, we're getting up in age and so are they. Like this past weekend or week or whatever, I went to go see Nas and Lauren Hill in concert. And like Nas was amazing. And it gets to a point where it's just like, when are you ever in your life going to get an opportunity to see Mariah Carey, Little Kim, Nas, Lauren Hill? You know what I mean? When are you going right. to see people on stage again? So it's kind of like, although like they're not doing, well, Nas was great, but although a lot of these people aren't doing their best and like what we remember the mess and what we're used to, it's still great as a fan to be able to sit back and like see them doing it. Even though you got to admit, you got to be on, you understand like they're not doing it that well, you, they're still doing it. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like at some point, like they won't be able to do it anymore physically because they won't be around or other things might happen or whatever where they won't be able to do it. So like, it's kind of like, Although it's not the best, you do kind of enjoy it just because of who it is. Mm-hmm. Would you rather go to a um, a concert by Little Kim or, or Mariah Carey? I've well, I've seen mm-hmm. Little Kim in concert um, recently, like this year or last year. I saw Little Kim in concert in October, actually, last year at the Bad Boy concert. You know, she was there, and then like I, I actually missed seeing Mariah Carey in concert, like two months ago because I had to go to St. Lucia, but like, I would love to see Mariah Carey in concert just because it's Mariah Carey. Okay. Um, uh, you guys, Mariah Carey. Side note though, uh, Tiana Taylor was up there pop locking, and dropping on a broken foot. Killing. But see like, yeah. and, and it's crazy because that's another thing though. I feel like another reason why we have to see people like Mariah Carey and Little Kim do stuff is because these new people, they don't really have a lot of substance. Like Tiana Taylor's an amazing dancer. Like she gets up there and it's like, wow, 
Like yesterday, she did all that dancing with a broken foot. Like that is insane and crazy. It's amazing. But like when you name her catalog and you're like, oh, what's your favorite Tiana Taylor song? You probably have none. You know what I mean? So I like, that's say, but that's not necessarily her fault. Um, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like that's this generation that we're in right now. Like where a lot of them, they don't really have a lot of content. Where we're looking at it and we're like, we need or we want to see this person. Like these new people, they don't have it. And like three, four years from now, like a lot of them, we won't even be thinking about them. Whereas we're still looking at like. Well, we, I think well, also because the new guys are always on tour. Like Drake's still on that the boy meets well, world. Not people world, like world like Drake per se, but like people like Tiana Taylor. I'm, like, I'm just saying, like p- people like that. Like this new, they never go off tour. Like they're always on the, but, on the road. So you, you see that it's like whatever. Okay, He's so it's not like because still, none of them could read and they all signed those record deals and they slaving away for somebody because they all owed them a million dollars because they thought they was hot stuff. That's why. That's why they always on tour. <laughs> Working for the man. All right, um, let's play a quick game. Um, I just want like I just want you to tell me um, if these situations are racist because you know sometimes we they they say things are racist wrong. and they really aren't. Um, and I just want to know if you guys agree with me that these stories are um, are racist. All right, story number one: Harmony told her parents that her teacher used a slur after a classmate told Harmony that she was glad that she was white and not black like Harmony. Um, the use of the word allegedly came as the teacher was trying to console Harmony. Or harmony and another black girl. Uh, this is what the father said happened. The thing that really, really shocked me was when the teacher leans into the girl. Now, um, once again, this little white girl said that she's glad she wasn't black, and she kind of caressed my daughter's face and said, "Oh, you're a beautiful girl, but at least she didn't call you a dumb black n-word." So was what? that racist, or uh, was like was the teacher being racist, or she just trying to consult my, this little my girl? My general rule for stuff like this is if you have to ask the answers, yes. <laughs> Right. So why you laughing, Dex? <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, why am I the only person think that's funny? <laughs> wait, it's not funny that she said it. It's not funny that she said it. But it's funny that you think that that's okay. Like, that you think that's going to console someone. Like, get the fuck out of my... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Get away from me. That's silly. Sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bill, do you think, tell someone that, oh, you're a beautiful girl, but at least she didn't call you. A dumb black N word. Is that a good way to caress or console a young girl? Um, I too have a, a long standing policy that if you have to question it, just it's it's racist and sue. Okay. Um well you know school at school boards work, um, they have not released the status of this person because no you know, shade. I caught that. <laughs> you know, you know. We talked about this a while back, but yeah, they couldn't release any information to the investigation of the case. Um, but they said appropriate actions have been taken. So um, we can see uh, no, that means they transfer her to another school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they let her do. Um, she they made her do after school program. That's what she's doing. <laughs> uh, scenario number two. Um, so this email went out to a bunch of students, and um, I'll just summarize it. It says, "Dear eighth grade parents, in the coming days, um, I'll be teaching the students about the slave system and colonial America. In order to do this, um, we will be simulating activities in our classes no, to try to." <laughs> recreate the voyage that slaves went on no, we across won't. the Atlantic Ocean. Let me tell you something. Let me finish. We will be acting. We will be acting as slave ship captains, and your son or daughter will slave be ship captains. You want me to be a slave so bad? Oh, they said this to the parents. Yeah. Specifically, oh, when class starts, <laughs> we will sternly tell them to line up outside the room and ma- and use masking tape to tie their wrists together, making them lay on the ground inside the room, which will be dark, oh. shoulder to shoulder with each other. Um, boys and girls are in separate rows. And while they lay there, they have them watch a clip from the film Roots. 
<laughs> the idea is for them to be uncomfortable and the film is treated like a piece of property. However, please be rest assured that your child will not be physically, emotionally hurt or harmed in any right, way. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> yeah, it will be emotionally. Um, finally, and most, finally and most importantly, um, we also like that, you, that we ask you not to tell your child about this. The activity is more powerful when it comes as a surprise that they are not prepared for. So we would appreciate it. Um, if you wait until each one has done the activities um, before you speak to your children about them. This one mother said, uh-uh, honey. Um, this one mother said, that's not acceptable. My child will not be doing this. Um, and I just want to let you know that you're minimizing America's slavery. in a movie clip. <laughs> and degrading my child. Um, the school board decided to respond by basically saying, okay, we sorry that you feel this way, but we're still going to go ahead with our lesson plan because we've been doing this for the last 10 years. Um, this is not necessarily for black kids, but this is for the kids that aren't black, um, that they understand what it's like to be treated this way and maybe they can have more empathy. Um, and I'm sorry that you're black. That's basically what that middle one says. Why I agree with you that being black in this country is currently difficult for reasons that it should not be. Enough. <laughs> I've already had enough because I'm like, you're going to make me go off on an imaginary group of people. So is that race, like, is it the whole lesson racist or is it just trying to get people to understand what it's like to, I guess, go through see, this? So the like, problem so is, is that there is this oh, hidden oh, kind of racism. Like there's this, there's this, see, there's this, we have the blatant racism is like, oh, you bunch of niggers, ah! But then we have that like coded, that, that passive aggressive, that bigotry, where it's just that institutionalized uh, systemic racism that we're like embedding in you is like listen I'm not going to call you the n-word but let me let me reenact slavery for you stand on this block and I'm just going to call out numbers and when somebody feels like it they'll claim you and then that'll be the lesson on slavery you don't get to re- like well, who do you think you are you you're, you're not the slave master you're not the captain of the boat you're not you know you don't walk you're not the overseer of the daggone plantation you don't have the whip it's over sis let it go it's over <laughs> play the movie read the textbook otherwise let it go i don't want you lining a bunch of kids up and taping them to the floor so that they can experience slavery i don't think that that's a necessary lesson to have there are just some things that people are not going to physically experience Shall I start saying, oh, come into the classroom. I'm going to stuff your kids in a very hot room so they can feel how it's like to burn, like like Jewish. Like, like we're not doing it. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm going to start burning people's kids so they can feel what it's like, so they can have empathy. But I'm not going to kill them. I'm just going to burn them. Like, how stupid. Right. For Holocaust. Right. Like, I, that's how stupid you sound. I'm going to have just enough gas from the pass out, but not enough to kill them. So, Ty, if you were um, the administrator in charge of this school, uh, First of all, you would have overturned this. It wouldn't happen. But it would have been in place for the last 10 years. You can't just go in there. I don't care if it was in place for 100 years. It's done. Like, on one hand, I do kind of, I mean, I think it's Uh, There's no hands where I can understand. (laughs) Like, while I I do find this to be, like, like very silly, I do think there needs to be. Not very silly, stupid as fuck. Silly? Slavery is not a silly topic. What? <laughs> I do think there needs to be more innov- innovative approaches to like teaching people about slavery. Because I mean, like the fact that kids are still growing up right now and they still don't understand like slavery, like they don't, they still don't understand like racism. Like people, we we are younger than us and they still don't understand 
why people scream racism with certain things. They still don't understand the issue of racism. Like the fact that we're even doing a topic like this, is this racist or not, speaks to the speaks volumes about people genuinely not understanding what racism truly is. So while this approach, I don't, I think makes no sense at all. I do think in schools, there needs to be something more innovative to teach people about racism because like there's just too many ignorant people that are graduating and going through life without being taught. Like just, just general, like, I don't know, just like a general education of just like how their actions could be seen as racist or things that they do are racist or whatever. And I think we do need to find more innovative ways to do it. This is obviously not it, but there has to be something. I think there's absolutely, I think the, the innovative way to, to teach people about racism is to stop whitewashing it. If we just teach racism for what it is, then people will understand what racism is and why it's wrong. Like we don't like, if we stop whitewashing it, people will understand. If you, there, there's no way to feel some of these things. And that's the point that I'm making. There's no way to feel some of these things that happen in history. There, there are bad things that happen. We need to read about them. We need to know about them. But for you to tape a bunch of students up and slam them on the ground and, and put on a movie clip, how was that feeling like racism? I mean, how was that feeling like slavery when even if they understood what happened, they were immediately released? There was a quick end. Well, like, again, like I said, like, I don't think this is the way to do it, but I do think, like, the old way wasn't working. It's time for us to make some changes. We have to change the way we live. That sounds change cool. the way we eat and change the way we treat each other. All right. Let's move on because um, we're running out of time. And uh, we want to do a couple of these Q&As. That was the new segment. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to tack on too much. Uh, racist. Um, you had to put the inflection on the end, so it's a question. Racist? There goes time for Q&A. Ty, your segment. All right, Q&A. We're going to jump right in. We have some questions that we do want to get to. Um, so we'll just start from the top and work our way down. How's this Good going? conversation, by the way, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that was great, guys. I'm still a little upset, actually. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for that to make everybody upset. I'm pissed. <laughs> but y'all knew that. All right. Let's right, start with um, referral, LinkedIn, and working. Networking? Networking, yeah. You know what I mean? Don't correct me. I'm tired. <laughs> Don't correct me. I'm tired. The nerve. Just let me rock out. Um, I found this one to be interesting, and I think that. Uh, we can really help this uh, person. Especially one, y'all that switch jobs all the time. I've actually, uh, never mind, let me move on. I, I was fortunate <laughs> enough to be unintentionally, I'm sorry, unintentionally. What? what am I here? I was unfortunate, I was fortunate enough to unintentionally. Oh, there we go. I was like, wait, what happened? To unintentionally do some informal networking on Twitter and got referrals for a couple of people to reach out to on LinkedIn. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm qualified um, to work for with either of them based on my having some very non-specific experience um, that some people seem to assume is more relevant than it is, i.e. You, you were an English major years ago, you can do copywriting easily. I hate to let potential connections go to waste or disregard someone who has been generous enough to try to help me network despite having a very tenuous connection. But I also hate to show up on someone's doorstep with no real qualifications like I expect a huge favor just because I was referred by someone they know. 
The only thing I can think of to do is to email them on LinkedIn, acknowledging that I don't think I'm currently qualified to work with them and ask whether they had a minute to share what steps I might take in order to be qualified. Would that be okay? Is there a better way to make use of the connections without sounding ridiculous or presumptuous? Um, Get on in there, and once you get in, you figure it out while you're in there. Here we go. Like, here's here's the thing. Like, the current job that I'm holding right now as we speak, on paper, I'm not qualified to do. Oh, Um, God. Because, like, the list of qualifications that you would have is not typically the, the qualifications that I have. Like my degrees are in like special education and things like that. So you're, it's a different field to be like a deep student, by the way. So if you want to do something, then you qualify yourself. You, if you want to learn how to be a copywriter, then by God, you get a job as a copywriter. If you were an English major, figure it the hell out. That's it. Give yourself some time and figure it out. You, there's no need for you. I guarantee you, you'll irritate these people. Like if someone called me and said, well, I'm not really qualified, but like get there and learn the job. Like if you're going to get the connection, get in there, get the job that you need and learn how to do it. That's what working hard is about. That's what learning is about. Like what, what college degree actually prepared, prepared anyone to do anything? You are just proving that you are learned enough to get on the job and learn how to do it. So take your connection and get the job and learn how to do it. Do not, by any means, ask them how you're going to become more qualified. That's a waste of your time and their time. So please get a job and learn how to do it. You'll figure it out. Dex, uh, what's your experience? Um, I think, like, I, I obviously agree with Todd. I think once you get your foot into a door, like you just figure the hell out. Like even if you're not qualified <laughs> to do something like that's just like, if you, you have to be older, if you're thinking like this, like young people, I feel like our mentality, like people tell you so much that you need like 20 years of experience when it's like, right. I'm, I'm only 20 years old. So how, like, how would that be possible? <laughs> like people will give you that. Like, don't take that. Just you're like, okay, like this is your experience. No, they're not going to fire you after two days unless you march into the office and tell them, look, I'm not qualified for this job. You're not going to do that. That's stupid. Nobody would do that. <laughs> what you will do is go in there and get the job done. And, and, and if you decided like, you know what, this is way, way, way something that I just shouldn't, I can't do at all, but you do have connections in the field. What I used to do, not necessarily because I didn't find myself qualified, but because I wanted to use these connections to get me into positions, I would take lunch with the people. I try to get lunch with them or try to like build relationships with them. That way, even once you get into the field and you're trying to like work and stuff like that, you have these people to call to, to be like, how do I do X, Y, Z? That way you're not telling your boss right currently like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You're talking to your network behind you and you're letting them know like, oh, how do you do this? Because to be honest with you, speaking of positions, when I worked at CBS radio, there were certain things that I didn't necessarily know how to do. But like I knew people who worked in my college who I had great, great relationships with. I contacted them and they helped me through it. CBS never knew that I knew I didn't know how to write a copyright script. They don't know this stuff and they don't need to know. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, there are there have been a, a one or two jobs that I've done uh, that I've not on paper not been qualified to do. I've never opened my mouth and say, "Oh, I don't know how to do that." I, let me tell you something. Right. I googled that bad boy, called the people I knew who knew what they were doing, 
um, and did the job and learned as I went. And when somebody said, oh, well, that's not how you do that, I would just be like, oh, well, that's how we did it over at such and such. I just, you know, I just thought, that, well, show me how you do it. Show me the way you do it. There's no, I, Is I, that I not dishonest, though? Like, if you're, no, if you're not, not qualified, let me tell you let something. Me not, it. If you're not it's qualified not. to do something, I mean, and you're, and you're not necessarily confident that you will be able to do it if you get a position, um, maybe, maybe saying that to someone is opening some type of mentorship door, no? No. Yeah, Listen, the unemployment door. That's the door it's um, opening. <laughs> William knows the story better than anybody. I took this job two years ago, and I had no freaking idea what <laughs> I was doing in any way, shape, or form. Um, so what did I do? I started looking for other people who had the same position as I did. Um, I started, like, really reading up on things, talking about things, like, brushing up on what I had to do. Like, I found my way to be good at it by really studying what it was I was doing. Just like you study and learn something in college, you can get a job and work overtime. Like that's what I did. I worked overtime to learn that job because it was re- it was a really difficult job that I took, um, and I had to learn how to do it and learn it quickly. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you have to do. Like you work overtime to learn what it is you have to do. If you need to learn how to copyright, then by golly, get your ass on the internet and learn how to copyright. Talk really? to people. That's what you gotta do. Next one. Next. Which one you wanna do? Um. Let's do um, friend, church, woman. That's it's a quick one. Friend, church, woman. There we go. And then we'll just do one more after this because the other one is like quick, quick work. Um, there's a woman at my church um, who is separated from her husband. They're going through a divorce, but I don't know the status. I can tell she likes me, but I don't want to make the first move and give her the impression that I'm disrespectful of her soon to be over marriage. How does a godly man pursue a godly woman while simultaneously respecting the sanctity of marriage. Leave her ass the hell alone. What are you talking about? Leave her alone. If you, if you want to respect her and you and she's still married, just wait till the divorce is finalized. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why you can't wait. Bingo. Question answered. If you want to be respectful, I mean, if you don't care, that's a whole different story. But if you want to be respectful and respect the sanctity of marriage, then you need to wait. And the ink is not even dry on that divorce and it hasn't even happened yet. Like she needs to figure out why right now. You just, they might get back together. Somebody and then divorce them. So you need it's to like figure you out. You don't know the status. Like you don't, you don't even know like what's happening there. Like you, you should leave that alone. Like, I mean, how are you going to say you a godly man pursuing a godly woman, but you covered it after another man's wife? It's, you know, it's probably like one of those situations well, where asking. Like, like it's common knowledge that she's going through a divorce, but he just doesn't know exactly where in the process they are, but he's still interested in her. And it's just like, you kind of, you just have to leave it alone because like they could be just th- tossing a word around divorce and probably neither one of them filed anything. I, right. I would leave it alone completely. They yeah, probably just had a bad night. Great. He finished a little faster than, than she did. <laughs> Ooh. I want a divorce. No. Um, person, dad, will, sorry, place will, think cancer, and then we'll move on. Did we want to oh, do yeah, this? This was one from like before. I remember seeing this before. We never did it. Hopefully they're still around. Here's the backstory. My dad, who I just found out about two years ago, was dying from cancer. Supposedly he's got just a couple of months to live. Since I found out about him, we've become really close. 
I met his other children and his wife, and they are friendly. But besides the younger son, who is my age, 27, I'm six weeks younger, I've always felt they didn't really like me. My dad owns his own business, which it, sorry, which his oldest son now runs, and he owns a few properties around town. I don't know of all his assets, but whatever, it, sorry, whatever is there, according to his younger son, his children and wife will get everything. Um, he didn't raise me, but he also never paid child support, and my mother never filed against him because I was a love child. I'm indifferent toward demanding money from him since our personal relationship is now is so new. But I'm wondering, since I am his biological son, should I feel some type of way that I'm not mentioned? And well, I absolutely would. Like he seems paid you to break me off. Next, you can't demand anything. First of all, what? I mean. Although you might be his child, you can't demand that you're in someone's will. Like he can get demand, his will. I would, I would, I would expect to be in your will. Like I don't see why not. Because I don't know you. I like, don't care. I'm your child. It's your fault that you don't know me. Now yeah. you can make up in the end and put. He me could. In the will. He doesn't. He doesn't have to. He's not. You can demand it. You can demand it. Just like your mom probably demanded money when you were growing up, but it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But I think probably that you not. should be in the will if you have that much that. If you have that many assets and you fathered that many children, then you need to split those assets among your ch- among your children. Just because you cheated on your wife and had a baby doesn't mean that now that child doesn't get anything and you're going to split it among the child with your wife. You shouldn't have that child. You're responsible for that child. So you need to break her off. Yeah, you're responsible, but he did, he didn't get put on child support. If he would have, he might have paid. I don't know if he would have or not. He, so he has no obligation to this person. You're 27 years That's old. Really right? I'm not going to sit here and give you back child support for all the years I, I did. I just can't it. imagine having a but kid. But you do have an obligation to me because you're my father. Right. You do have you an obligation. You do have an obligation to me. Whether you neglected that while I was a child or not, you still have an obligation to me. But me giving you a lump sum while as I die is not going to repair that relationship. Sazu. It will do something to help it out. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Like, there's right no relationship. I'm He's dying. very dead. Let me t- listen. Let my father call me right now. Tell myself, I'm dying, but I got half a million dollars I want to give to you to make up. I'm going to say, come on through, son. You come on through. All <laughs> no, what if he doesn't die and then you, and then you don't get the money? Hey. Are you still going to try to repair that relationship? Well, we need to, I still need this payment. But the, the, the <laughs> funny thing is, for what? He just, he just found out about his dad two years ago and has already been actively trying to repair the relationship. So now right. why is why am I being cut out of the will? I don't think that's appropriate. So because you're trying to repair the relationship, you need to get some money? Right. Exactly. You're my dad. You're you breaking know, you know. <laughs> like, right. Don't exactly. you ever have no kids that you don't take care of because like... I would never not take care of my kids. Exactly. Like, never who do you not. think you are? Like, why do you take care of your kids? <laughs> People just don't want to. All like, right. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that he's right for not taking care of his kids. I'm just saying that she didn't put him on child support, so he doesn't have an obligation to pay. He, like, he, might, have pay, he might have been paying something. He might have been paying something under the table. He Your mom is wrong, too. She should have put him on child support. The I person never said, I'm a love child. Well, no, I never received a penny. For my dad, he didn't say I didn't receive a penny. They just said he wasn't on child support. These sorry men need to raise their damn kids. This is a ridiculous thing. This That's is ridiculous. It. Like, you need to they raise your goddamn kids. her some money. It just might not be. Those are your kids. Raise your goddamn kids. But, but like, if, if you're you dying of cancer, the least you can do is the least. the kid that you didn't raise, that you didn't bother to give a shit about until two years before you were dead. Some money. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? 
you on your way out and you still ain't working. And you it. still ain't strike. And all you got to do is strike a goddamn pen. I can't That's get you it. are completely useless to me. No, we're, again, we're not saying that he shouldn't want to do that, but we're just saying he just shouldn't be. Well, he isn't obligated. He is obligated. Legally, he is. Ob- that is his child. Your child legally, is your obligation. Legally, he doesn't have to write him in his what, will. What, the hell, what are y'all talking about? Your child is your obligation. They said, I mean, um, Will, you legally, my parents legally don't have to put me in their will right now. Like, that's not a they legal don't. thing. They don't. But if you like, said I'm leaving this money, there's a difference between a legality and, you don't write it out and an obligation. Then legally, they are responsible but, for giving but, that. But will it's not? It's not. It's it's neither. It's not a responsibility. It is a responsibility. Like, it is. Oh, okay. That's what's wrong with people now. It is exactly right. your responsibility to take exactly. care. Exactly. I'm not saying it's a responsibility to take care of your children. Children. I'm saying it's not a responsibility to put somebody in your will. It is. <laughs> it is. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. Um, what me and Dex will go with was written on paper in the law. So I guess uh, we went. He doesn't know what's written on paper. And he says, leaving oh, some to my children. Take it to Judge Judy. See what she says. That's one of his children. And Judge Judy is going to say that all this time he wasn't good for nothing and he ain't putting them in. He still ain't good for nothing. BroTalkLive.com slash uh, questions. I'll be dragging all them motherfuckers through court. So <laughs> you can forget about having anything. So there you go with that. I don't care. All of them, Ty. I'm Let me you. find out my dad got money. Those motherfuckers are seeing me in court. He <laughs> like, yeah, that's what what kind see. of people are they? What kind, who can <laughs> <laughs> Let's set them off. It is time for Dex's BS report. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll keep this one fairly quick. So there, so this has been one of the best weeks of looking for BS reports because the guys on the show actually helped me out do it this week, and they sent like legit like the best ones. Like they were amazing stories they sent out, and I'm going to do both of them. So look, guys, look if you're in the gym. There's just some things you just don't do, you know what I mean? And if you want to get intimate with an object, just make sure it's not a workout equipment. There was a man in Germany who actually got his private area stuck in a weight. He was stuck in there for three hours. Firefighters actually had to come and break the weight apart in order to get this man's private area out of there. How that managed to happen, I don't ask any questions, but the gym has asked other men to please do not get sexual with the inanimate objects and gym workout equipment. equipment. Speaking of inanimate objects and having like, you know, relations with them, there's a woman who lives in Santa Fe who was actually married to the Santa Fe train station. Yeah, Carol Santa Fe, that's her last name now, she identifies as objectum sexual. And that's basically a person who's sexually attracted to inanimate objects. Um like that, she, people ask her all the time, like if, if that's not a real person, like, how do you get intimate with it? Well, she said what she does is she goes up to the train and she, and she you know, tries to be respectful and goes around back and she presses her body up against the, the wall of the train just to feel the energy. And she said multiple times she's had mm. orgasm, but what really gives her the orgasm is when the train revs up its engine while she has her body pressed up against it. Wow. Um, I know a lot of people that trains. If you, if you live in Florida, I mean, if you live in Chicago, if part of the Chicago Public School District. Like trains ran on it? <laughs> <laughs> because I hold the definition to getting a train ran on you, huh? <laughs> but, like, if you attend um, high school in Florida and you don't have, like, 
you know, some type of plan like set up, like you have to be accepted to a college or some type of trade school or, you know, have a job lined up. If you don't have that as a senior in Chicago, you actually won't receive your diploma and will actually have to do the 12th grade all over again until, you know, you get to the end of the year and you have to show that you're either accepted to a college, you know, have a job lined up or have a trade school. So a lot of people are very, very pissed about that because, you know, they're, they're making their kids, you know, if you don't have anything lined up, like some people don't, like you have to do high school all over again, which means a lot of parents are actually complaining because they would have to pay for an additional prom. And that has been Dex's BS report for the week. <laughs> it's, the prom, twice. it's the prom they're upset they have to pay for. Why is it that I can't take a year off to chill and figure out like, no, 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 not in Chicago. We got enough people doing that. <laughs> yeah, we got enough people on the streets chilling. <laughs> Guns I'm sorry. and everything. Well, in wait, 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 wait. These parents are upset from having to pay for another prom. Chief Keith, Lil Dirt, all these people out there on the streets. Hey, let them do what they gotta do. Don't, it's not gonna get business anymore. Yeah. Well, they also didn't Chicago also have to have that deficit where they had to cut like. $20 million or something like that. Well, that's another thing people are compl- like teachers are complaining because like they cut resources for the schools too. So like teachers are complaining about that. Parents have a different um, set of complaints, but teachers are really pissed because so they're, they're like treating school like jail. Yeah. Yes. All right. Time for seats. Ty. I'm sorry. Ty, Bill, whatever. Whoever, who hosts this? Bill. There you go. <laughs> I guess. I mean, time for seats. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a couple of things, actually. There's one. There's a, a military base in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. There's a military base in Jacksonville, Florida, where nurses were there. And what they were doing was they were picking up, like, little black babies and playing, like, rap music and, like, mm-hmm. and making the kids, like, dance and recording and posting for Snapchat. Another one of the nurses actually threw her finger, threw her finger up and kept A middle finger. Her middle finger, yeah, and captioned the photo, um, I'm so sick of how I currently feel about dealing with these many Satans. Um, both the women have been replaced, it said, but, but it doesn't say that they were fired, and I think um, that base needs to be seated because these women should have been fired. Also, I want to give a seat out to Lisa Bloom, who is now going to hold a press, she's a, a, an attorney in L.A. She's holding a press conference tomorrow for Kevin Hart's um, alleged uh, person that was on the tape with him. Lisa, sit down. Is she, like, the, um, is she the same person who did the Quintasia Sharpton thing with Usher? I, I'm not sure that was her, but I do believe she, I do know she did represent Black China, which was the same, yeah, she was the same person who did the thing with the Usher because she was she's the same one who represented Black China. Yeah, she but like, enough is enough. Like, we don't have time for this. Like, go sit down somewhere. That's it. Now you guys got seats. Ty? Wait, uh, one more seat that I need to give out really no. quickly because we talked about Chicago. So over, you know, the, the story about Kanika Jenkins, the young girl who mm-hmm. was like killed or, or like found in the freezer dead, we'll just put it there. Like, I feel like this is a story that's really taken off and I do and I respect that people have so much interest in the story, but I really feel like you look dumb and you look ignorant when you put out conspiracy theories and argue with people back and forth about conspiracy theories and like get to a level where you're calling people stupid because they don't understand things that you're trying to put out there. Sorry, not everyone believes that people are harvesting bodies. Like people don't always believe that. So I just really feel like be respectful with this whole situation and also just be very conscious of like what you're saying to people and how you react to people to people for not agreeing with your far-fetched theories um thank you that was kind of going with my seat so i'll just go ahead and speak next um what the biggest issue that i have with that is i want the professionals at this point to figure out what's going on 
because there are people out there, they have like PowerPoints and they have like physical, actual little pointers and they're like um, isolating audio and all types of stuff. And I'm just like, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not a professional. You need to get off Facebook. Um, you need to go find something to do and you need to allow people to to investigate what really happened. Because at this point, it has gotten so ridiculous that like I, I couldn't even believe how ridiculous some of this stuff is. And it's like, at this point, sometimes it makes you not even want to look at the story um, about what's going on. And it is a tragic story. So I would just wish people would stop. Like, you don't know what happened. And you don't have the expertise to find out what happened. So I just need those people to stop. My second scene is a little less um, ridiculous. I mean, a little less, you know, whatever. Is I, someone moved into my building and I had them, um, you know, I get paid and I can get someone to move here, like, which is rare. And so the, the apartment complex really tried to rip me off. So I had to call that. You want to pay you your money? No, they didn't. They're like, oh, well, we're, uh, they're like shuffling through. We'll have to call you back. You damn, you damn sure better. I want my money. They had to verify that you actually told them, I guess. Oh, crap. They know. They're just trying to, they're just trying to sell my money. <laughs> Bill, do you have a seat? Nope. All right. Um, I don't have a seat as well. Um, I just want to give a shout out. Uh, last week was Darren's birthday. Shout out to my brother, Darren. And this Friday is my wife's 30th birthday, the big 3 So shout out to my baby. Um, she turns 30, and we're also going to have the gender reveal on Sunday. Um, so we'll find out if we're having a little girl or a little boy, and we're very excited about it. And they'll be streaming it live on Bro Talk. I was about to say, but stream this Please thing. Please tune in. They'll be streaming the whole thing live on Bro right, Talk. You sold your soul. Like you owe it to the, the viewers now. <laughs> Someone did tell me on my vacation. It was like, oh, you should have taken. You should have did like a video log, a vlog, um, and put it up on your YouTube channel of your vacation. I was like, I'm going on vacation, so I don't have to do that. Like that's mm. the whole point. I don't want to record. No, I feel like if you say you went on vacation, but if you don't have like videos and pictures, like it didn't happen. It never happened. You guys should have did a live show at your wedding. I don't think so. <laughs> I live show in my wedding. Nah, I don't think, I think I got something else to handle. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to think I'm about to have bro talk live at my wedding. Like, but people would legit be like, like, like you gonna have the bro talk guy speak at your funeral? What? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, they subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and comment. We appreciate for the right all price. We'll show up. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Bro Talk Live. Check us out on our um, iTunes page. Um, check out the podcast. They'll be out tomorrow. Also, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, for Bill, for Ty, for Jay, my name is Jason. We'll kick it over to my main man, Dex, with a smile face on the way out. This has been another edition of Bro Talk Live. We'll see you next week. <laughs>